Welcome back to Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff and this is my podcast and it's mostly for parents of children with cancer or leukemia, but it's also for anyone else who's interested. Anyway, today I want to talk about something called a lumbar puncture. It's a type of procedure we have to do, a type of test we have to do. And first off, I just want to tell you which patients might generally be having this thing done because it might be completely irrelevant to a lot of people listening to this. So a lumbar puncture is something that we are doing mostly in children who are being treated for leukaemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and brain tumours. They'd be the main ones who might be having a lumbar puncture at some stage in their treatment. And a lumbar puncture also goes by the name of spinal tap, by the way. Some people say spinal tap. But I can't say spinal tap because it always reminds me of that movie. I don't know if any of you saw the movie, but there's a movie called This Is Spinal Tap. And it's about a rock band. I think there's some sort of punk rock band. But anyway, the key thing about this band is their amplifiers go up to 11 You know how most amplifiers, you know, you turn them up from low volume at 1 up to high volume at 10. Well, these people needed really loud amplifiers, so they specifically got their amplifiers made to go up to 11. So that's my enduring image of spinal tap. So I mostly call them lumbar punctures. But anyway, the short version is that a lumbar puncture is a needle that's done between some of the backbones, the lower backbones, to get into the spinal fluid and that's to take out a sample of spinal fluid to analyse it and sometimes it's also to inject a drug into the spinal fluid to prevent or treat leukaemia or lymphoma. So that's the short version, a needle in the back. So now let me go on with a bit more detail. Okay, inside your brain... Deep inside the middle of your brain is an area called the ventricles. And the ventricles aren't made up of, you know, solid brain. The ventricles are these sort of pools of fluid, the ventricles. And the fluid is made in these ventricle things in the middle of the brain. And then it flows through the brain, through the brain, down to the bottom of the brain. And then it comes out of the brain and then coats the outside of the brain and flows down around the spinal cord going down, you know, inside your backbone. And then eventually it gets absorbed back into the bloodstream. So that's what this fluid does. It's made in the brain, circulates out of the brain, around the outside of the brain and the spinal cord, and then gets absorbed back into the bloodstream. And you're always making this fluid. There's a constant sort of steady output of this fluid, and it's called cerebrospinal fluid. So cerebro is brain and spinal is spinal. So cerebrospinal fluid, and that gets abbreviated to be called the CSF, the CSF. And the reason it becomes important in oncology, in childhood cancer, is because it's a particular area of the body that we need to check out for the presence of leukemia cells or brain tumor cells. You will have heard from my podcasts on leukemia that it's normally in the bone marrow and it's in the bloodstream 
But in a small proportion of patients, if you test this spinal fluid, you'll find leukemia cells that are in the spinal fluid. And in that situation, you have to use additional treatment. And in fact, even if you don't find those leukemia cells in the spinal fluid, well, for most forms of leukemia, you need to inject drugs into the spinal fluid in order to protect the spinal fluid and the brain from leukemia. And likewise, the same thing applies in a lot of forms of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it doesn't normally apply in Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's mostly in non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And then it also applies in certain of the brain tumours that we have to check this spinal fluid to see if cancer cells have spread from the brain tumour and into the spinal fluid. And so in particular, we are often checking the spinal fluid in patients who've been found to have a medulloblastoma. And we also check it in patients who have an ependymoma and in the atypical teratoid rhabdoid tumour And they're the main ones, really, where we have to check the spinal fluid to see if brain tumours have spread there. And we don't routinely put drugs into the spinal fluid for the brain tumours, but there are certain situations where people have done that. Anyway, for all of these reasons, we often need to get a sample of this cerebrospinal fluid. And that's where this procedure called lumbar puncture comes in, or spinal tap because the safest place to get the fluid from is indeed from this position low in the back. Obviously, it's a much bigger deal to try to get it from the brain or higher up in the spine. But as you go low down in the spine, you get to a point where the spinal cord is no longer present, but there still is a cavity with this fluid, this spinal fluid. And so that's the area we can put a needle into to get a sample of the cerebrospinal fluid. And really, you know, a lumbar puncture is not such a big deal of a procedure. Most of the time in medicine, by the way, lumbar punctures are being done in children not to look for leukaemia or lymphoma or brain tumours, but to look for infection. You've probably heard of a disease called meningitis. Well, that's an infection in the brain and spinal cord that gets into the spinal fluid. And the lumbar puncture is the main test that's used to diagnose meningitis. So a lot of children around the world are having lumbar punctures to look for meningitis. Anyway, perhaps you've had an epidural or seen someone else have an epidural, perhaps when they're having a baby. It's around that level of the back where we put this needle in to get into the spinal fluid. But it's a bit different to an epidural because we have to stick the needle in just a tiny little bit further than an epidural needle and through and into this spinal fluid and then get our sample. So the way we do it is to get the patient to lie on their side and they lie on their side usually very close to the edge of the bed, their back's very close to the edge of the bed and they have to lie very straight. We have to have them so they're not twisted and then we have to get them to really curl up in a little ball you know with their knees up around their chin and the reason we do that is because it makes the backbones low down in the back sort of pull open and create a better opening for the needle to go through and into the spinal fluid. So the main thing is to be curled up in this tiny little ball and not to be twisted so that the back is sort of very straight. Now, if the patient is awake for this procedure, we'll probably use some local anaesthetic cream to numb the area where we're going to put the needle 
and then we might inject a little bit more local anaesthetic through the skin and into the area under the skin and around the spinal column so that it doesn't hurt when we put the lumbar puncture needle in. So once the numbing's all been performed and the patient's curled up in this little ball, well then we get our lumbar puncture needle and basically we push the needle through the skin and then the experienced lumbar puncturist can feel the different layers of tissue that you go through after the skin and then the fat and then the ligament and so on and then the coating of the spinal cord and then eventually a little pop and then you pull out the stylet that's in the needle and then the cerebrospinal fluid can just flow out of the needle just dripping drip 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 like that normally doesn't gush out and then we can collect that fluid put it in tubes and send it to the lab and get it analyzed and we're normally asking them to look at it with a microscope to look for leukemia cells, lymphoma cells or brain tumour cells and we usually measure the glucose level and the protein level and do a few other things. But anyway, then the needle can be pulled out and a band-aid can be put on the spot and then that's it and it's all over. So with a cooperative child or else a child that's anaesthetised or sedated, this is really a very brief procedure. Often the worst part about it is actually curling up in a ball like that and being held in position and not wiggling and so on, that might be the worst part of it, particularly if we numb the skin well. The actual procedure itself is over really in just a matter of minutes. Now, sometimes it's a bit more of a fiddle. Some people's backbones and things seem to be in different positions and the exact angle that the needle needs to be at to get into the spinal fluid sometimes isn't the same as every other patient. But by and large, it's a brief procedure and it's not a huge undertaking at all. Now we often end up giving children sedation or even a general anaesthetic these days for lumbar punctures. Often we're combining it with other procedures but oftentimes children find it frightening and unpleasant and so sometimes we do end up using a general anaesthetic just to do this lumbar puncture. But in emergencies and for instance when you're looking for meningitis Well, in those circumstances, you don't normally have the luxury of setting up a full general anaesthetic or the patient's condition might be such that you don't really want to do that. So if you do it in a child who's awake, well, they're not going to enjoy it. It's no fun to have it done and some kids will be very frightened and think it was terrible. There are other kids, some older children, who can just sort of lie still and they don't like it either, but they find it manageable. So it varies a bit. As far as safety, I'd have to say that a lumbar puncture is normally a very safe procedure in normal situations. Uh, Occasionally there can be problems from a lumbar puncture, but remember we're putting the needle in below the level where the spinal cord stops. And so a lumbar puncture is normally quite a safe procedure. So talk to your doctors and get all the details about that, of course, but most of the time it's a safe procedure. Some children get a headache in the days afterwards. Sometimes if there's been fluid taken off, they can get what you call a low-pressure headache. And so they might find that they get the headache when they stand up, but they feel better if they lie flat. Some children have a bit of pain around the injection site, the needle entry site from the lumbar puncture. It's not normally very severe, but sometimes they have that. Some children end up with a spinal fluid leak. That's not common at all but I have seen it 
And then the next issue is, well, are you putting a drug in at the same time? So I'm going to talk about that in a separate podcast. In this episode, I'm just talking about the lumbar puncture procedure of putting the needle in to take a fluid sample. But if you have to put a drug in, of course, well, then that adds a bit more time to the procedure and other issues to be discussed. Anyway, in a busy oncology unit, there's dozens of lumbar punctures being performed each week. And normally it's a procedure that the residents and registrars and fellows are performing. And in some situations, I've seen in the United States, they have nurse practitioners and PAs and people like that that are doing lumbar punctures. It's not a hugely complicated and technical procedure by any means. But we are needing to perform lumbar punctures in children with leukaemia, usually multiple times during treatment to put drugs into the spinal fluid. And in medulloblastoma, we normally do it at the start of treatment and then a few times thereafter. But again, we're not putting a drug in in medulloblastoma. We're just taking samples to check for tumour cells. Anyway, that's what a lumbar puncture is all about. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Understanding Childhood Cancer. I hope that's helpful and makes sense. Talk to your doctors, get all the details, work out what the systems are at your particular unit. Do they use sedation? Do they use anesthesia? Do they use laughing gas? Do they use local anaesthetics? How is it all done? Anyway, leave a question at the Facebook page if you need me to clarify anything. But for now, I'll leave it there. So I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.